Hi, welcome to episode 6 of Exploring Astrophysics with me, Vikram. Today I talk to Dr. Rebecca Nevin, a postdoctoral researcher at the Harvard Center for Astrophysics. Her work involves using computational tools to help understand and classify galaxy evolution better. How did you find astrophysics? How did you get into this field? Um, I love that question. I think that it's interesting asking astrophysicists that, and I'd actually wonder like what percentage of people that you've interviewed have just said, oh, I wanted to do this from a really early age, maybe middle school, high school, primary school. Mm -hmm. um, because for me, I didn't decide I wanted to be an astrophysicist until university, I think for sure. So for me, it was a later choice. I knew that I liked science generally and I knew that I liked math I thought math was really fun mm -hmm. but I wasn't specifically sold on astrophysics astrophysics right away mm -hmm. um, I would say though that I was actually interested in being a science writer so I was thinking about going to school for journalism specifically being a writer in some sort of scientific popular journal about science topics and so that's when I went to university, I was thinking that, and then I took some astrophysics specific classes, topic classes, and I was like, oh, I could do this myself. Like I could be the person that's creating the science narrative, not just writing about it. So I kind of ended up doing both of those things at the end of the day. Wow. So what is it that you currently do? What is your current research? Currently, I think I'm a little bit all over the place. I can focus on a couple of things that I'm mainly thinking about these days. I think my main projects are related to merging galaxies. And so I work at the intersection of theory and observations. Because if you're sitting around waiting for a galaxy merger to happen, they take two billion years yeah. to complete. So you'd really have to get good at waiting. And that's where the theoretical side comes in because you can actually simulate galaxy mergers and then use those to make predictions about, about what they look like in the universe. So I have a lot of projects related to that. I recently have been working on galaxies that are merging in the local universe and putting together a really detailed, probably excessively detailed picture of what they look like in imaging at different points in the merger. And so making predictions for people that are trying to observe galaxy mergers in the universe. And then I also did a really detailed work on what do the stellar motions in galaxies look like, because those are sort of a complementary tool to identifying different types of merging galaxies. So what, what work have you done leading up to this? So just say graduating out of university, was there other stuff that you did or did it start with this? Yeah, I've done more work in the past. I think when I was in university, I did a couple of research projects. I actually did one project that was a solar project, and that was a really, really cool project, but I didn't ultimately want to continue in that line of work. But it was awesome because it was an internship in Hawaii, and we drove up to the top of Haleakala, which is a, I think it's at 10,000 feet, sorry, in American units. Um, at the top of, yeah, I apologize for everybody else who's the metric system. Um, 
yeah, at the top of a volcano, they have this solar observatory and we would drive up there and install instruments. So that was more of like an, if you want to be involved with instruments or doing research on the sun, that was like a really cool experience to think about that. But then I've also done some work with supermassive black holes. So I did an undergrad research project in identifying recoiling supermassive black holes, if you can believe that's a thing. That's when, this is related to gravitational waves. So when supermassive black holes, which are at the centers of most galaxies merge together, mm-hmm. it's a very energetic phenomenon. And so the idea is that there's a gravitational wave kick that's asymmetric and it can kick the resultant supermassive black hole that forms out of the galaxy entirely. So it can leave the galaxy. And I was looking for those in images of galaxies. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool project. Um, And then I've done a lot of work on winds from supermassive black holes in my graduate career. Mm -hmm. So I think it's great to be able to explore a variety of different projects. And from there, I've sort of worked my way to thinking about galaxy mergers currently. Would you say currently, is your research more focused on building sort of simulations and models, or is it more about looking at the observational side of astrophysics? I like this question because I think I have a non-answer for you, which is that it's directly in the middle. Uh I neither build the models nor conduct the observations. So that's why I think it's important to have a huge team of people doing all these different tasks Mm -hmm. because some of these projects require just an immense amount of work. So like off to one side, I'm working with people who will run simulations for me. And by the way, I'm working with, I just started working with a cosmological simulation, which is much bigger and simulates the entire universe. So that of course is run by like a huge team of people. And I just use their data output to make predictions about what mergers will look like in observations. And then meanwhile, there's other people over here that are doing the observations and then using the tools that I make to identify merging galaxies in nature. So the sort of, you mentioned the tools you make, is that sort of like using some like algorithms and stuff to process and sort the data or something else? Yeah, you're right on. It's all sorts of statistical tools. So I guess I need to back up a little bit and say that I think one of the major challenges in astrophysics is that, and you hit the nail on the head, Um, in some of your other podcasts, that we don't really understand how galaxy evolution proceeds. Like, we can observe galaxies that are evolving and changing over cosmic time, but we don't really know, like, what are the main drivers of evolution. And so galaxy mergers fall into this picture because they're one of the processes that can dramatically change galaxies. And they do this by introducing gas, for example, to galaxies. In a merger, you can get all this gas redistribution. And then gas is important for driving star formation, um, feeding supermassive black holes. And supermassive black holes are important for impacting the galaxy. So you can kind of see how these things all like feed into each other. Mm -hmm. Yet, I think the important thing to remember is that galaxy mergers are very hard to identify. And so if somebody's just out here trying to observe galaxy mergers, there's a lot of things that they might say are a merger that aren't. And so my work creates the statistical tools 
because I know for sure what's merging or not from the simulation and I can say, okay, this tool is calibrated to identify like this type of merger. Now you can go use it knowing like where it succeeds and where it fails. So it's a little bit more like they're more informed when they're using these identification tools. Mm -hmm. So how exactly would you, do you sort of take this data on these simulations and, and then come up with these sort of tools to then recognize these? Yeah, it's a really annoying process at times. I would say you'd have to have a lot of patience to work your way through like all steps of making fake galaxies look realistic. Because here you have this simulation and usually when you have a astronomical simulation of galaxies, the data is in like particle form. Mm -hmm. So you'll, you'll have like particles that are like gas particles or particles that are dark matter particles or stellar particles. But when you're actually looking at galaxies and imaging, you're not looking at particles. You're looking at light that has basically come over so much space to you and passing through things like dust, gas, like other particles. There's all these effects that happen in real galaxies that you have to simulate to create a realistic fake galaxy that looks enough like a real galaxy that you can then apply the tools you created on this fake galaxy to the real galaxy. Yeah, I, I call it annoying because the simulations of galaxies are just not realistic in their initial form. And so it takes a lot to make them look like real galaxies. Mm -hmm. So how can, you, how can you compare sort of the, your simulated galaxies to see how accurate they are if it's so hard to identify these sort of real galaxy features in the universe? That's a great question. I think this is where the statistical tools really come in. Mm -hmm. And so because the field of machine learning has changed so much in recent years, there's this whole new set of tools that are available and being developed like as we speak to do some of these more complex tasks, like ask the question, how realistic are these galaxies? And so you can do things like train a network to identify real galaxies and then try to give it one of your fake galaxies and it will tell you like how much of an outlier that fake galaxy is or if it's similar enough to work. Um, and so that's a lot of the work that I do relies upon machine learning and statistical tools that uh, as part of the process, you have to make sure that the fake galaxies are real enough. And so that's always like, part of the research is to validate that what we're doing is maybe it's not like perfect, but maybe it's imperfect in a way that doesn't matter given the task that we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. So would you say it's, you are sort of fine tuning and improving these tools or is there some sort of an end goal that you're trying to reach? Like, is there some way to, to say, oh, we have finally created a tool and um, a model that is accurate as we can get. Right. You can compare them to different tools that exist um, to see how accurate you are. And I think generally these tools, at least the ones that I've created, are accurate enough to apply them. And so part of the research that I'm doing right now is actually going and downloading. Right now I'm downloading 
50,000 images of galaxies. It takes a really long time because I'm just doing this on my personal computer. 50,000 images of galaxies from the Sloan Digital Sky Survey. And I'm using the tool I created on these like mock images of galaxies to go ahead and identify mergers in this population of 50,000 galaxies. And so in that way, we kind of are at the end game step. And so the ultimate goal is to look at things like what fraction of galaxies in the universe are merging. And then you can do really cool things with these different samples of merging and non-merging galaxies. And by the way, there's like different types of merging galaxies that I haven't even talked about. So you can further break up into different types of merging galaxies and then look at properties of these different samples and say things about, okay, well, is there more star formation in certain types of merging galaxies? Because that would be a statistical statement about the importance of mergers for galaxy evolution. Mm -hmm. And by the way, it's really cool to have a sample of 50,000 galaxies because that like by definition is a statistically sized sample. Really exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of data to have to then work through. So as you develop, as you gain more and more insight into the evolution of galaxies and start to understand its processes much better and its properties, what um, effects do you think this might have in general in the field of astrophysics? What, what might be then improved because of this? I was thinking about this maybe a couple of months ago, like how would this work affect the field in general? And I'm under no um, illusions that like my work alone is super important, and, but I know that I enjoy doing it. So of course I'd like to keep doing it. But I was thinking about this sort of statistical tool in general, specifically um, about this project I'm working on for the James Webb Space Telescope. And so the project I'm working on is basically creating a predictive tool for identifying these like higher redshift mergers. So mergers that are gonna be observed by James Webb are farther back in the universe towards the beginning of cosmic time. So it's sort of different from identifying mergers that are close by to us in the universe. But through, identif through creating this predictive tool, I was thinking that you know, with changing a few things about this tool, you could create it to predict a number of different things in images from James Webb. So for example, if you're really interested in, I don't know, insert your own pet project, like red, small star forming galaxies or something like that. I don't know if that even exists as a thing. Maybe red, small, not star forming galaxies. You could instead train a very similar tool to what I'm already training, but train it to identify those types of galaxies in James Webb data. So I think these sorts of predictive tools that are trained on simulations in preparation for some of these groundbreaking surveys are a big contribution to the field and can be used in a number of different ways. You mentioned um, there are some types of galaxy mergers. Would you, would you like to go into that or is it? Yeah, I mean, I, I do this every day, so I love to talk about this. Mm -hmm. There are a bunch of different types of mergers. So there's a huge diversity when you're trying to like look for their observational signatures. So usually if you were to Google galaxy merger, you would probably see some of the really dramatic examples in the local universe 
So maybe like the MICE galaxies are an example of a major merger. So everything that you Google is a major merger. These are things where the masses of the two merging galaxies are roughly equal to each other. I don't know where these terms come from for major versus minor, but that's what it means. And so major mergers are easy to identify, very dramatic, um, but they're actually the minority of mergers. So most mergers, ironically, are minor mergers, which is when the mass ratio is more unequal. So they're a little bit harder to identify and people haven't really had as easy of a go at identifying them in imaging surveys. And so I think they're less well understood, but some studies are saying now these minor mergers are actually very, very important for transforming galaxies over cosmic time because they can do things like fluff up the exteriors of galaxies. They add mass to the uh, exterior regions of a galaxy. So they're hard to find. So I'd like to do a better job of finding them, especially because they can be a really big contribution to galaxy evolution. Mm -hmm. And then of course, like galaxy mergers look different depending on when you're looking at them. So if you catch them at a specific time, they might be more or less observable. What angle you're looking at the galaxy from, because dust is really important in mergers, and we know that dust in galaxies can obscure what you see. And then I'm sure like a number of different things, like what are the initial like angles of approaches of the two galaxies? So there's a lot that changes mm -hmm. with, with different types of mergers. So would you say um, in the future, so you mentioned the James Webb project, for example, would you say you, you plan on delving into multiple projects or is it, are you going to spend more time and focus on this particular? Um, I am not sure where I will be going in the future. I'd like to continue working on a number of different projects. And I also really like working with students. So some of the projects I've mentioned, I definitely like to um, recruit students to work with me on some of them. Mm -hmm. I think that I'm like, I just started my postdoc. So I've been a postdoc for maybe, maybe a year and a half. And the postdoc stage is when you're really like getting into your research career, you're really just doing research. Mm -hmm. And so now that I've like kicked off that part of my career, now I have like all these different projects I'd like to do. So I'd like to start um, working with students on many of them and going in a couple of different directions. Great. So it seems like there is a lot of paths you can take. Thank you so much um, for speaking with me. Um, it was very interesting to know more about galaxy evolution and your part in trying to understand it better. So thank you so much for talking to me. You're welcome. I hope that I recruited you to our part of astrophysics. <laughs>